Welcome back, everyone, to Labelling the Disabling, where we call out what disables people. Today we are joined by Ken Wynn, um, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Burt. G'day, everybody. Great to be back. How's Thank everybody? You. Hope it all goes well. Thank you. Yes, let's have a good chat with Ken about his life. Mm. Um, we were just talking to Ken before we started the podcast today, and we were asking him... Um, you know, what would you like to talk about, Ken? What, you know, where would you like to start? And we thought, well, we might just start at the beginning with mm. um, you growing up. You know, I know that you were born in 1952, if that's okay to tell 51, everybody. Yeah, 51, yeah. I'll go 51, 51, okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. Older. Um, so big birthday this year. Yeah, big 7-0 coming yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and where did you grow up? Actually born out in Leeton, in okay. the Riverina. Um, grew up first probably eight, nine years out there. Going from farm to farm or house to house with following Dad with a building. Your dad was a builder. Dad was a builder. Yeah. And we moved down here. And his parents were down here. That's where he started from. And um, down the Lake Lawara and stayed there and been in this area ever since. Okay. Oh, sorry. I took off from here in 1980 after I got married. I built a house in Queensland. And sold that after four years and come back here and built another one. Mm. Okay. Back to the Illawarra. Back to the Illawarra, yeah. yeah. Good, good spot. So does that mean that you got into building? Yes. from uh, Well, I started as an apprentice building when I broke my neck in 67, um, working I- for Dad, doing apprenticeship with my father. Yep. And, yeah, went back into the building game as a draftsman, actually. Tried to start off as a quantity surveyor. Um, those days you couldn't do site inspections, so you couldn't get your ticket okay. after four years of education. So I give that a miss and then started drafting myself at home. And, uh, by count, hand? By hand. Yep. Um, Wasn't CAD prior, then? Prior to all that, there was no CAD then. Mm. Um, then the council started to refuse drawings unless you were certified. So then I went Wollongong TAFE and signed up as a draft person mm. to do three to four years there. Wow, that's quite a difference. So you did mention before that you were working for your dad after school and on weekends. That was yes. just expected. That so that was, would have been younger than when that, you were 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was all the way through school, primary school as well as high school. Yeah. yeah. Did you so, have yeah. brothers and sisters that had to help yeah, as well? Yeah, two other brothers. They're all younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an elder sister. But, uh, it was only... So you were following in your dad's footsteps, Ken. Basically, I think all yeah. of us did. Dad mm-hmm. did the same. His father was a builder. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and his uncle, his brothers were builders. Mm-hmm. And is that what your brothers pursued as well? Yeah, two brothers, both builders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One's still on the tools, one's retired. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's, it's, in the, it's in the family. In the family? Yeah. 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 And, and then so at the age of 15, you you. You broke your neck. Broke what, my neck. To, can you went can to you, Prince Henry Hospital for mm-hmm. final rehab. Uh, end up a C four five incomplete quad. Mm-hmm. Uh, did eighteen months there. Wow. Um, that was prior to this day and age with the rehab they got these mm. days. And um, those days you um, went to a nursing home or um, if you were good enough and independent enough, then you went home with a bit of family help. There was mm. no... Is that what you did? I came home. Um, I was good enough to get home. After 18 months? After 18 months. Mm. Um, my father built another house that helped modify it to suit me a bit. Mm-hmm. 
for what we knew to do anyway. Mm. Back then, yeah. Back then. There wasn't much as far as equipment was concerned. It was just a shower chair and mm. you lifted yourself or someone threw you around or dragged you around. There was old comes some hoists and that, but yep. they were all hand-operated. Yep. Very so different. Very hard, very Had, different. So your dad probably built one of the first uh, accessible homes. Yes, in, in we the... basically had an in- illegal lift. Right. Oh, did you? come up with for a two-storey <laughs> house. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he uh, made it from... Ingenious, yeah. A two-way motor out of a saw bench and a... Wow. Um, and a bomb hoist out of a plane. Wow. Okay. Geared, geared the two of them up. Yeah. Well, that okay. would have been, was that 67? 69. Oh, 69. Yeah. 69 by the time I got out of hospital. Totally different. Can we ask yeah. how you had your accident? Is that acceptable Yeah, no, it's fine. It's not a problem. We were... Um, we had a two-storey house we were working on. I uh, had the renderers in rendering the inside stairs mm-hmm. and I was doing the painting upstairs and um, I painted the large bifold doors to go out in the front balcony. So I'd pinned them shut so no one could use them and stepped out the window and to go down the ladder and uh, caught me boot on the windowsill and just went straight over. Oh. That was a workplace accident. Mm. Workplace accident. Mm. Prior to that was probably two or three years prior to that I dived into um, Lake Lawara and crushed my neck. But I had no physical loss from that one. Okay. Mm. But when I fell off the building, that exacerbated it and gave me a spinal injury. Mm. Wow. Okay. So 15, that was when you were 15. Yep. How does that, I've got a 13-year-old son at home. I know Ed's got a, a young boy, 11, 12. 11-year-old, yeah. 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 Which isn't far off 15. What yeah. what sort of impact do you think that happens on a, I mean, you don't know anything at 15 really, do you? I mean, you, you just. You don't. Those days we were fairly in, sort of matured out a bit yeah. more than kids today. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, as far as life skills mm-hmm. and expectations. And um, experience, because you saw a lot more before We did a lot more. Was, we yeah. seen a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were exposed to a hell of a lot more and had a lot more responsibilities than the most kids today. But, you know, I love sport. You know, I had surfboard, I had all the rest of the gear. Um, yeah, you miss that. You miss playing hockey because you represented Dillawarra before then. Wow, mm. okay. At 12. Um, so, yeah, you miss those sort of sport and things. Mm. So you just got to do what you can do. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. a ma- massive Massive readjustment of a big readjustment everything. to yeah. yeah to life itself, but I suppose you didn't know that much more, so you just mm-hmm. went with whatever you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like mm-hmm. we all do still today, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had pigeons as a, as a hobby, starting off racing pigeons, so I stayed with them for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, then met another bloke through that, and then we got out running around a bit, like. Every 18, 19-year-old kid does. Um, had a few drinks. Yep. Great. Had a few <laughs> yeah. more. And yeah. That's good. Come so, across a few different sort of circumstances. Mm. So that relationship was really important, Kenny. You're oh, still mates with Oh, yeah, still mates with yeah. him today. Yeah. 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 Both of them, there's two of them. One was Hap and one was Mouse. Okay. <laughs> we all had nicknames. Okay. But, um, yeah, we went off shooting for one trip. Mm-hmm. In the back of a station wagon, we had to sleep. And Fantastic. Those yeah. sorts of things, spotlight. And, mm. 
just threw the chair in the back and away you went. Uh, yeah, and they just looked just, after you. Just, and, yeah, just helped me when I when I needed the help and mm. yeah, drank a bit more and played up a bit more. <laughs> and, <laughs> and fair enough. And, and did, that's what you do. Yeah. You know, it's, well, to, you do that in normal life anyway, so, yeah. you know, why not do it when yeah, you've got exactly. a disability? So. But did yeah. those, what was that like, Those the relationships? How did that change after your injury? Did you, because did, you were in hospital in Sydney? In for, Sydney. For yeah. 18 months? 18 and, months. And did, did um, I mean, did your networks here sort of change a bit in terms of your, well, your think, mates and all of those? Yeah, some of the mates hung. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A few did sort of yeah. backwards and forwards. But yeah. I think with being hospitalised so far away, yeah, it makes it harder for your mates to keep up, you mm. know, so. Mm. And they're at the same age. They're, yeah. They're on lots going life. on. And, you lots know, we all went out and started apprenticeships at the same time. And, mm. Mm. you know, because you finished school early those days, it was, you know, they're sitting around until you got your leaving certificate and went to university. Mm. Like, yeah. There was hardly any uni kids those days. It yeah, was, it was different, wasn't it? Yeah, very it's different. A massive shift, isn't it, in, in terms of society? Oh, and, um, total. You know, yeah. even to think about you as a 15 year old, you know, doing that work up on the second. Floor, you know, like uh, there was no people safety. are ready to ready to go, aren't they? There was uh, no safety issues those mm, days in mm. comparison to what you got today. You didn't have yeah. harnesses on, no harness, mm. no handrails, no no nothing. no scaffolding, no, no scaffolding, no. Yeah, yeah. Just watch what you're doing. You know? Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch what I was doing good enough. So. Mm. Well, you were only fifteen. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think some of those responsibility. Yeah, yeah. some of those just the way essential things mm. come with age. You know, like and. But you didn't, fear of that. you didn't yeah. think about yeah. anything, really. You just thought about doing your job. You didn't. Yeah. yeah. And watching what you were doing. You know, mm. just a lack of concentration and that's all it was mm. to it. Mm. Yeah. So then you said you went after the accident, you came home and you were mm. going to be a surveyor. Did you do the course? Like you said, it was four Bondi years. Surveyor. I started it. I started, well, actually, it's, it's funny how I got to that. I, um, I went from here, still in... Um, yeah, I was, where was I? Yeah, the insurance company actually wanted me to re, be rehabilitated. So mm-hmm. they, there was a mob in Sydney, it was called um, SM Blackmores. It was an offset printing place. It was in the heart of Sydney. Only a little set up. But what she did was employed some disabled people, there was some blind, there was, uh, just, I was the first quadriplegic that went in there couple with polio, um, and she actually taught them like the accounting skills and how to run an office mm. and run an offset printing business. So you did a bit of anything, you know, like cash book. Then you did a bit of telepathy. You did a bit of whatever the office sort of came to, mm. you know, receptionist, whatever. Mm. And I did that for probably nine months. You know, while I was doing it, I was... So did you have to go up on the Red Rattler every day, or how no, did that No, actually, work? I got an accommodation place at the okay. um, Bonacord Nursing Home, Coogee Bay Road, Coogee. Oh. So I had a taxi in from there every day, you know, back, and um, pretty long days, five days a week. Um, yep. And was just down from the um, Prince Wales Hospital. So you caught up with a few nurses having a drink and that sort of thing. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, everyone partied again, you know, still the same, around the same It was age. like a normal working uh, life. It was, basically it was, yeah, just a learning and then. Did you find that um, useful? Do you think that was useful to think I can still have a life? Do you know what I mean? Somebody's... Oh, most definitely. But I, 
I think I just took it. I was going to do something regardless yeah. what it yeah. was. Yeah. And Dad always said, you know, you can do whatever you can, you want to do. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. open your mind to do it. So yeah. just go and do it. So I did. So I just had a go at mm. whatever it was out there to have a go at. Mm. Came home and then they said, I'll never drive a car. So I, I thought, I don't know about that. Yeah. So I saved up enough money and then Dad lent me the other half. Didn't give it to me, lent it to me. <laughs> that's a good thing. We get, we're getting a yeah. bit of a sense of the. Uh, yeah. I think the that's relation. appropriate. Yeah. I think no, that's a really oh, good sure. lesson. Yeah. Do you no, know what I mean? Like, I, I did the same. I yeah. carried yeah. that on, you know. Yeah. but Because it teaches you that you've got to own something and look oh, after it rather right. than just be yeah. given to you. Mm. Yeah. So I went out and bought a car and then I didn't have hand control. Mm. I thought, oh, I know another mate, he's a para. He can make things. Well, he's, he's making dune buggies at the time. So. Okay. I got on him and he made a hand control for me. So we stuck that in and we bent it and shaped it. And, and I had to learn to get in and out, of course. Never yeah. had a license or nothing. So you didn't anyway, have a license at this no, stage. No, I bought a car with no <laughs> license. There you go. <laughs> didn't even have learners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, went in a Wollongong RTO mm. registry office, got a learner's permit. And they just, they just shake their head and. Yep. Way you go. And you know, when I did end up going off my driver's test, they said, Oh, we don't know what to do. So they had to ring Sydney. Because mm. Wollongong hadn't put anyone through disabled for a driving test. So anyway, they just said, Oh, double the test. Double the test. Double, double the, the test. Du- double the driving test. Instead of half an hour driving, you did an hour. Okay. Just to see, make sure you were capable <laughs> of doing it. So. Interesting. Well, I thought it was fair. Yeah. Okay, know. right. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's yeah. fair. Well, not today. We don't think yeah. it's fair, right. but yeah. anyway. Uh, you just And also sometimes we just take things and say, well, if that's the way I've got to get it done, then I'll just do just it to do get it. over it. And be done with it, you know. Uh, so. yeah. But I would have just assumed that you would just assess you in the same way. How does the person park? How do they stop at a traffic light? How do they give way? Well, All of those things have nothing to do with how you're the driving duration. the car. Like mm. what you well, it was your ability it. more than – the questions mm. were nothing. They were just mm. – yeah. Got a piece of cake, but it's just being able to, you know, do a handbrake, you know, he'll start all those sorts of yeah. things. Mm. Anyway, I passed it second mm. time round. Oh, I'd love to love to see the uh, the, the modifications there. That was yeah, all right. It, it was just amazing. a bit of a steel bar and a yeah. couple of bolts. How do yeah. they compare to the modifications today? Oh, they're like, a lot easier to use today. Uh, is but, it? Yeah, a little. And partly. this was a manual as well. Obviously. No, auto. It auto. was an auto. Yeah, I got an auto. Okay. Yeah, I could. Oh. There's no way I would have I was, been able to. I was yeah. wondering. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, you steer yeah. one end and, and brake and accelerate with the other. Oh. But, mm. So yeah, once I got my licence, I went to Sydney, of course, mm. and um, well, I went and worked for a civilian main and limited association. Mm-hmm. As a drafts person? No, no, this was just clerical. Okay. Um, I was working for them in a sheltered workshop at um, Lidcombe Hospital. Looking at doing the accounts in there, and then from there I started working in the bank in Lidcombe Hospital. Oh, wow. the CMI had the um, the rights to looking after the bank that was run in the hospital themselves those days, mm. and it was just being a little teller. That's all it was. You mm. know, take your money and mm-hmm. add it up in the, the day and put it in the safe. But, um, anyway, I ended up staying around. You know, I was living in Coogee Bay again. Yep. 
driving backwards and forwards to Lidcombe every day. That's um, quite a drive. Yeah, it was a bit of a run. Yeah, Woodgy, yeah, yeah, especially traffic times. And um, anyway, plenty, and a, plenty of good times at the Coogee Bay Hotel. Yeah, a few of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah between we all them had a few of those. And the Prince of Wales up the top at the hospital. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then we end up catching up with a couple of blokes that was in wheelchairs at Lidcombe Hospital that were living there in Ward Forty Three. Mm-hmm. And was that in, the spinal unit? Uh, well, it was sort of a spinal unit in Carol. Yeah, but. I think it was more just where you went if you couldn't go home. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It was really no rehab there. It was just did what you, you did just to survive and sleep, eat, mm. keep going with a few boys that was in chairs, you know. Mm. Um, and then where do I end up from there? Um, so I end up at um, Mount Wilga Rehabilitation Centre. Yeah. It's Hornsby. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I moved into there, and that's where I was going to do my quantity surveyors ticket through them. And um, anyway, as I was saying, it transpired that I couldn't do the, the um, on-site assessment. Assessments. So I, um, I said, no, well, I'm not going to do four years of study and not have a ticket at the end of it. Yeah. And um, well, you wouldn't be able to work mm, without it. No. So I ended up catching up with another couple of guys and playing sport. You save sport. And got into that for a few years or a couple of years or so. Um, Who were you playing with? With New South Wales, I ended up with the yeah. New South Wales side. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because you said you love sport. Yeah, I love sport and got back into table tennis and snooker. And, oh, wow. Okay, great. And a couple of full events and um, mm. went to Brisbane for the Australian titles and then we got picked to go to Japan. So. Oh. Excellent. So and we, you went to Japan. When was this? Back in 75. 75. Wow. Just before I got married. Yeah. And um, that was a funny trip. That Was, was it? <laughs> I mean, things would have been completely different in Japan even mm. then. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, it was, just... it was actually, it was called Fespic Games. Um, 27. Yep. Fespic Games. Yeah, Fespic, Far Eastern and South Pacific. Oh, Far Eastern and South Pacific. Mm. No, it's phased back out now. Yeah. It went into the Commonwealth Games after they let um, okay. more spinal into the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. But prior to that, there was only paraplegic association that runs sport. Mm-hmm. There was hardly any quadriplegics in sport at all. There was the odd couple. But, um, so anyway, we got a trip to Japan. We had to raise our own money. We went to Hong Kong for a couple of nights and crossed to Japan. And was that the first time you'd been overseas? First time I'd been overseas, yeah. A plane full of forty odd blokes and a couple of women. Sorry, Carol. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> there wasn't many women in sport that no. day. Um, a couple of bowlers and a couple in the archery. That was about it, I think. Mm. And um, yeah, forty odd in chairs. Actually, all disabled people with a few, you yeah, know, sport well, we workers, carers. Yeah, a specialist from Prince of Wales, John. Oh, who was that? John Yeo. John Yeo had a lot to do with it. He started the uh, North Shore Games off. But anyway. Okay. But, yeah, we had um, yeah, a couple of handlers and mm. physios. And yeah, what was that like, can I just ask, yeah. in terms of getting on the on the plane? Or manhandled. Like everybody's manhandled. That's what I was Picked wondering. Picked you up like a baby and yeah, just okay. carried you in yeah. their arms. Because yeah, 40, 
40 people in, in chairs on the... Oh, most of the paras, though, yeah. they were pretty capable those days. Yeah. They, um, yeah. they were flying down the centre of the aisle just like monkeys, one hand yeah. on each chair, just yep. walking along yeah. on their arms. <laughs> yeah. you know, in, well, they would have been fit and strong because they oh, were yeah. sports people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was lucky to be hanging around a couple of weightlifters and and big fool event blokes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's They're it's, all past now. We, see, we... I mean, I was only four in 75, but mm. for people who were around then, they probably never even heard of it, no. even if they were 25 or 30 then. Mm. Um, I think it was, you know, the Sydney Paralympic Games that really projected people with yeah. the Paralympic that, Games into... That really pushed it through. Make it yes. And that's yeah. only 20 years ago. You know, yeah. we're talking now 50 years ago, nearly that's 75. Right. Yeah, that's um, A whole, yeah. you know, 40 people, um, disabled people going to yeah. Japan mm. um, to play in... In one chosen plane. sport, yeah. in one plane. Yeah, we uh, went from Sydney, dropped into Brisbane, picked some up in Brisbane, and then from Brisbane we went on straight through to Hong Kong. Oh, sorry, we pulled up at Manila mm. uh, to refuel those days. Um, I think it's the size of the plane now, from memory. And but anyway, we pulled up and they had their civil war going at the time. Oh, wow. Oh, in yeah, Indonesia, yeah. And um, so we had to close all the Plane down, we weren't allowed to get cameras or nothing out. And we pulled up, the army come in, stood down the middle of the aisle with guns and all the rest of it, and oh. refueled the plane. And okay, they walked back Did, off and took off again. Okay, you didn't feel like getting off there then? <laughs> no, no, we weren't keen on getting off there. <laughs> no, no, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was just another experience. Uh, and, and everyone and, done as I told. And and you did us proud there, I'm sure, Ken. Yeah, I yeah. come back with five medals. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Three silver and two bronze. Yeah. And what were you playing there? Table tennis. Table tennis. Snooker, club throw. Oh, lots of uh, things. Sprint and slalom. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So we Fantastic. Had, and we'd done a Dawn Fraser, a couple of another mate yeah. and I. Yeah, we got a, borrowed, borrowed a flag each. And yeah. Okay. That yeah. was a funny thing, that was. What do you mean when it went around the stadium or something? Or? No, no. One of the paras, one of our mates, he um, he climbed up between myself and another mate, Johnny Spence. He's now past good old mate, and uh, he was sitting up on top of us, and he got up to his high enough to untie the flag off the flagpole, pull okay. it down. So. Oh yeah, she. <laughs> so, so we borrowed two. We we're just trying to do the knots up, but they come undone. So we end up with a flag each. Fantastic. They brought that home as a souvenir. That's fantastic. Funny times, good times. That's good. So were you married then when you went over no, in 75? I got married when I got back, Carol. Okay. I was engaged before I left. They got married in October when I got back. Okay. The first wife. And um, from there I built the first house at uh, Barrack Point. We lived there until I was 1980. Sold that. And I'd already bought a block of land in Logan Home, Queensland, near Bean Lake. Yep. And, uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, a mate of mine decided that he'd drive the truck for me, so loaded all the furniture up and I went with him up to New England. My younger brother brought my wife up the coast road and the car and the rest of the stuff and uh, rented a place up there for a while until I finished the house. The two brothers were living up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were living up there. They were living yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. And, so you designed uh, your own home and designed it. Yeah, 
and drew it up, sent it up there, and they got it put, put it through council for me. And they'd started the footings by the time I got there. And because uh, then I, after you chose not to do the the surveying, yes. because you wouldn't be able to work, you became yep. a drafts person. Yeah, after so you went yeah. to Wollongong TAFE and. Well, that was later. Okay. Um, so you drew this house out without yeah, just, being trained yet? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, it was all stuff that we'd learned. Yeah. Through father and school. You know, we did drafting. And on the tools and, and stuff, tools. yeah. Mm. So I just drew that out myself on the dining room table at home. Mm. Um, was, was there any um, sort of design standards around accessibility at that stage or was it all just stuff that yeah. you knew from, from your you know, I just designed whatever suited myself. Yeah. Yeah, from your whatever, own life. From my own mm. life. I, mm. There was no standard out. Uh, yeah. The AS. Oh, I should know that, shouldn't I? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I used to know it off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. But that's it, all right. It, it's eluded me. Mm. So you didn't have any kids when you moved up there? No. No, we tried for kids. Um, we had a few problems with that all down here. Because um, I know you mentioned before we came on air that you'd Got grandkids. Yes, yeah, I got two yeah. kids from the first marriage, and um, my wife had one from her first marriage. Mm-hmm. And we've got grandkids both sides now. Yeah. All three of my. But anyway, um, yeah, we went moved to Queensland. Um, I had a couple of kidney ops while I was up there. Got a bit better, and then we decided we'd come back home because the work was building trade was slowed right up up. Mm. And were you, were, was your parents still, where, where was mum and they'd dad? They'd already split up. They were, they'd split up and hmm. gone their own ways down here before. Hmm. And they split oh, yeah, up before after I got, you, Before I got married. Yeah. After I after broke your neck. After you broke your neck. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yep. And, and then, um, well, actually I married a nurse from um, Sydney. Did you? Yeah. yeah okay. So that was your first wife? First wife. Mm. A nurse um, from Sydney, yep. Yep. It was nurses aid at um, one of the ones you met on one of your nights out. Uh, well, sort of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I caught up with her the second time around when I went back up to Sydney. When okay. I was, mm. uh, yeah, at same nurse home. Um, mm. She was working there, and I caught up with her there. Mm. Anyway, life goes, and then we got married, and then we moved to Queensland, and and she fell pregnant with our first daughter, and. Yes. Um, well, my only daughter, and through that marriage anyway. Yeah. And um, then we moved back here, and she fell pregnant with a son, and then he was four, I think. Then our marriage broke down. That happens. That happens. Does happen. Um, yeah. yeah, pressures of two kids, and that was when I was going through Wollongong Cave. I was building this at the same time. Was this house a, we're in now? Yeah. I was renting a place at Barry Heights, going to tape, building this. Goodness me. A lot, work, a lot. And working at a panel beating shop in Wollongong uh-huh. in the meantime. Yeah. Um, doing the books and things there? Or what? Yeah, doing the books. That's quite a lot. <coughs> Chasing money. Mm. No. Well, you got to work. You like to keep you busy, do, Ken. Yeah, yeah. got to keep busy. Keep, keep busy. the brain going. Yeah. That's you know, right. Keep the brain going. The body won't go with it. Yeah. yeah. That's a good good it's, piece of advice there yeah, for sure. It's always yeah. been the case. Mm. And, and your son was four. How old was your daughter? She was seven. She was seven. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the wife went back to Queensland. And, okay. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Moved back there, so it was a fair bit of 
backwards and forwards and mm. buying the kids down four times a year. Yeah. I lived on my own for 18 years then. Uh, That's all changed yeah. now too. You know, you can't separate and just take you your kids to out, another state. No, you can't anymore. Well, no. Yeah, that's that's yeah. all changed too because um, yep. that, that can was, be quite difficult on someone. You're all of a sudden you're not living. That was with fairly your difficult. I got to say. Yeah. Um, only yeah, well, to only see them four a, times a year. That's yeah, quite mm, a big shift. Yeah. You know, you like, talk to them once a week, but that was as far as it went. You know. Difficult to talk talk to kids on the phone though, isn't it? When they yeah, it is. It's pretty hard to sort of converse with them and yeah. keep up with their schooling and yeah, and their life in general. And nowadays we've got apps and things. Yeah. I was and you I was sit just, there and you look at them, yeah. you know, yes. as you're talking. Yeah. You know, yeah. it makes not those days. No. We were only talking about things like that mm. in those days. Imagine mm. if we had a video phone and I could see you. You know, we yeah. talk about stuff like that. You see how yeah. you look and how you're getting older, yeah. and you know what you're wearing, and yeah. all those sorts of things. Yeah, mm. so they've grown up two good kids. Yep. Yeah, are they down here or still up in Queensland? Uh, daughter lives probably kilometre away. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, That's fantastic. Son lives in Goulburn at the moment. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. a chippy. Oh, Is okay. Yeah. <laughs> he settled down with a with a baby on the way, and yeah. um, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Finally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it takes some people different. It's a, it's a different journey for everyone, isn't mm. it? It is, and fathers and sons still same thing again. You know. mm. And stubborn, but head sometimes. You're a bit stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting. It, it is getting better. Like I see that mm. I've got a really good relationship with my dad, and so has my brother. Mm. Um, and my dad's eighty. Um, mm. and my father, my my husband, um, hasn't got such a close relationship with his dad. Oh, this is going to be on air. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just the way his dad's seventy eight. Yeah. Um, and then our we've got three boys, and it, mm. and it's better, but it's not great still. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like they just. I think it's a. Oh, how can I put it? From my experience, from what I can see, it's it's nature, mm. and we can't change it. Mm. I, I don't care how good we get. I think I don't think we'll ever change it because in nature, it's survival of the fittest and the strongest, mm. yeah. and it's in a man's nature to be stronger to breed on. Yeah, mm. it's biological. It's, what yeah. you're saying, yeah, yeah, it's um. We, we've come a long way, but still those you we know, can't, instincts. We can't get that instinct out of us. And I, yeah. and I don't care what we do. It's mm. not going to change. Um, yeah. Men breed longer. They want to fight for it longer. Mm. Yeah. Um, women are content once they've had a family. And yeah. most men should be, but we just want to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, it's just the way nature is. Um, mm. The male's there to, to fight and produce and... Mm. The woman's there, the female's there yeah. to, to yeah. breed on. Yeah. Um, so I guess yeah, it, I, things just, are a lot better. You know, oh, things are a lot, a lot better. better and we, yeah. we've, because now we can verbalise what you've just said, yeah. once we say yeah. it, once we can investigate it, once we can look into mm. the science of it and once we can look into the sociology of it, we can mm. start talking about it. And, of course, as each generation goes on. We're, um, and we're more free, Carol, to talk about it. Absolutely. Like, like when I was a kid, we never, we never spoke about it. Sex in the open. It was, yeah. Well, what went on in, at home? That mm. was taboo. It, yeah. it stayed in the bedroom. It didn't go any further than that. You know. Yeah. Today, it's it's all out there now. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, and in a way, it's a it's a lot better. I think mm. it's a lot oh. better. Like you were saying before, when you had a disability, we've gone from zero in in nineteen sixty seven to everything 
today. Mm. Well, and I think as our society moves forward, we topical, are getting better. It? Yeah. yeah. What, oh, be what sure. you, I'd be interested in what you make of this um, discussion at the moment around accessing NDIS um, funds to, to access sex workers, for example. Like you, you might have heard of that. I don't know if you've I've, heard, I've heard the of ministers, it. The ministers uh, chimed Said in Said he's going to outlaw it. Um, whether it's uh, – I think it's very, un, it's very rare anyway. It's not as though, um, you know, most people are – uh, utilising NDIS funds, but certainly, you know, you can imagine there are times when it's reasonable and necessary to to have that sort of um, support in your in your NDIS plan. I think it very uh, much depends on the person. Uh, I think it but, depends on the person, but I I don't know that taxpayers of this country should be paying mm. for someone to go out and mm. um, yeah enjoy themselves because mm. it is a pleasure, really. It's not. Mm. But, but it's a pleasure that we're all entitled to. We you know are what entitled I mean? to it, Carol, for it's sure. It's a pleasure that we all desire. And it is a, and, um, it is a drive um, as well. It's, it's and if we look at the like biology, it might be a drive. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and I think, mm. you know, just like having a shower um, every day, if people want to shower every day, um, they should have access to that. And if people want that sort of intimacy, um, that, that's the way I see it and can't get it can't the way. It without Support, yeah, without being paid mm. by somebody else, I, and so I that's know, where I see the tax pay. To me, it's the same as every other right to eat, sleep, to shower, mm. to to cook, or to go and see a beautiful scenery. Yeah. To me, it's just that's how I see it anyway. Mm. Like I, um, you, you can put it. Yeah, it's there's a lot of different contexts you could put it in. Yeah, um, I would sort of sit on the either on the side of caution yeah. myself. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't I, – I don't think the taxpayer should be paying for that. Mm. Um, that's myself personally. Mm. Uh, everyone's quite, I suppose, Yeah, entitled, of course, mm. absolutely. Say. Um, and you have disability, which, think, which gives you yeah, – um, Absolute credibility. Yes, yes. You, know, you know, to yeah. talk about I've, that. I've never been to, a, to one. I've never engaged one. I've never had to pay for it. And mm. I, I don't think you – know, you should be still be able, able to go out and get, get it yourself without – Mm. Yeah, the government footing the bill for it. Mm. I, yeah. hey, sorry, but that's no, the way don't I don't apologise. No, but that's the way I, I see it. It's a good discussion. Um, I think it's know. a great discussion. We should get the minister in here. We, can we should. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like all, um, you know, people like to say that they've got a solution for everything very quickly, but like every complex problem, mm. um, there's no simple solution mm. and there's oh. no simple answer. And one answer isn't going to fit everybody in this sort of conversation, you know, in this topic. Mm. Um, is how I see. It. Yeah, well, I I can I can relate. That when, about twenty years ago, when I first engaged with the trust for my support and that sort of thing, um, I got to say life's been a hell of a lot better since I've been with them. Um, mm. And that's not that's good to know, Ken. But that's not yeah. just, that's not <laughs> yeah. just a plug for yeah. disability trust for yeah. you know for their support as well as probably my support with them. At the same time, you know, yeah. I help them out; they help me out. But, um. I went to a meeting in Dapto Ribbonwood Centre with um, with the trust one day, and they were engaged to talk to the Minister for Health. This is prior to bringing the NDIS in, they were talking about it. So I went along, and I actually asked the minister, "What's going to happen when I turn sixty-five? Yep, mm. am I going to get the NDIS or do I go to age?" And he said, "I'll come back to you on that." And they still haven't got back to me on it. Okay. But when <laughs> when the NDIS was finally 
put into the Illawarra, I was already 65. So I still don't get the NDIS. Wow. Maybe there is a case for me to argue it now, but I'm quite happy with what the Disability Trust has helped me with, mm. the yeah. different funding I've got at the moment. You know? mm. yeah. But, yeah, as far as government trying to sort something out with the NDIS, That's best nice. of luck. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> They start That's a whole this, other podcast, I think. It yeah. is. They start the NDIS off with a runway but no plane, mm. no yeah. pilot, no nothing, and I still think they haven't got a pilot yet. Mm. Well, they talk about how they built, how the NDIS is like building a plane in the sky, you know. so <laughs> In flight. Yeah, yeah, in flight. In flight, so. and, and it, I think it ever will be, it'll keep doing it. Mm. Yeah. I don't think it'll finish because at one stage disability was put in the sector in the boxes. Mm. Everyone had their own little basket. Now it's all been put into one. Mm. So there's so many people trying to feed out of that one basket. Mm. It's just not capable of handling it. Yeah. It's certainly Taxpayers huge. Taxpayers of this country. Yeah. I, mm. I paid tax for a long, lot of years. Mm. And to see where it's going now, I think it's been wasted in a lot of places, NDIS. Mm. That's my thing on it. But, um, yeah. but certainly, certainly early days, um, and the scheme is evolving all the time. It is, we, it we, is we, granted. Um, yeah. So I think those sort of discussions around what is <coughs> reasonable and necessary and what isn't, you know, those will continue, um, oh, you know. For a long while. Oh, yeah, for a long time. And, and, and it'll be a lot of people be... taking them to the AAT and yep. Yeah. Um, to the High Court and mm-hmm. decisions yep. being made in those areas. Yeah. Um, it'll take a lot of pioneers, I think, and yep. a lot of um, people who are willing to fight or argue mm. or, um, you know, progress their case oh, for sure. um, to have things mm. sorted out in yep. the long term. I mean, yeah, it hasn't even been 10 years. So, um, Well, there wasn't a quadriplegic association until 67, 68. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a founding member. I think I'm the last one. Okay. Okay. Which is Australian Quadriplegic Association, which has gone to SCIA now. Yes, they've changed yeah. names. Yes, so you're a founding yeah. member of. I'm a founding yeah. last. I think I'm the mm. last founding member of it. Mm-hmm. Still alive. Mm. They, they haven't found another one. I guess that's sort know. of another change yeah. that happened then, isn't it? Like um, before that, there would have been people who um, were quadriplegic or paraplegic, but there was no association. Mm. Those sorts of um, associations and clubs started to form. Well, you know, we had matured as a society as well and people were starting to form those associations. That's right. There was only the Paraplegic Association in 67. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and quads weren't in it because you weren't independent. So that's when all the fellows in Prince Henry Hospital decided we'll start a, mm. a social worker there from Canada. And, um, mm. A different approach. That. That's all right. Yeah. So, so your your first marriage broke up. Yep. And then you met yep. someone new. Yes. I, so when I was uh, Sharon, she was working for the Disability Trust. And as um, a support worker. As a support worker. Yep. Um, so you were on your own for a while. I was living on my own still at that time. Um, eighteen years I had on my own, basically. Eighteen years. Mm. I had a bit of home care when it first started. Yes. Um, they were coming in and help me out of bed. But I was still capable of getting myself in and out of bed. Um, I was still in the push chair those days. And, uh, I've only been in this probably for 20 years now, I think, somewhere yeah. thereabouts. Mm. So and you 
you um your your the person supporting you you guys um fell in love uh, yeah, it, she that's, actually. That's, that's an interesting, hit it off. interesting scenario. Yeah. It was Tell a, us a bit about that. A bit Ken. of a scenario, yeah. right? She yeah. was coming one day to start a shift, and she said, "Well, after today, I can't work for you anymore." What do you mean? I said, "I haven't done anything wrong, there, boy." She said, no, no, no. She said, "I'm starting to get feelings for you." She said, oh, "I can't work for you." I said, "Well, fair enough." I <laughs> said, okay. "Take it to the boss and." Yeah. It didn't take long, did it? One day. Is that no, right? well, she was working for yeah. me for oh, okay. a good few months, six months okay. or something. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, I said, all right, no worries. She, um, and did you have feelings and, for her then? Did you think you no, did as well? A, yeah, she's, you know, she had a good attitude, good life, she's a good person. Um, she had a good attitude to disabled people. Yeah. Um, she asked me a lot of questions because <laughs> <laughs> she hadn't done it. She hadn't been in the game before. Mm-hmm. She hadn't been a carer. Okay. And um, so, she, yeah, she was curious and keen. Sorry about that. All right. Um, so, yeah, I just She was open-minded. She oh, wanted very to Very open-minded, yeah. Carol, yeah, yeah. And uh, she learned a lot real quick. And anyway, she went off working for a few other people. And mm. Anyway, we ended up meeting up afterwards. And wow. Catching up and went out for coffee and yeah, yeah, that's history. Got that's, married, and she's still asking you questions. <laughs> no, <she's>, <laughs> <laughs> she knows too yeah, much she knows, now. Yeah. Come on, Ed, you know, <laughs> get the ring on the yeah. finger. I start telling you what to do. It's not <laughs> not asking you. It's not asking. Right. Hurry up and get it done. You know. Oh well. So yeah. you're still so together now. Still together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm. She's off at work at the moment. And she already had one child, you said? She had one. She actually had two. She lost a little boy when he was nine months old from uh, Sorry, muscle uh, atrophy. It's long before I met her. But, yes. Um, but, 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 yeah, a long time back. Um, yeah, so she's got a daughter now. She lives in um, Canberra. Oh, not Canberra. Bungendore. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, she's got a six-month-old now. And... Uh, Actually, Sharon was out there yesterday visiting her. Mm. And, uh, yeah, then it goes on. Mm. we got another one coming. It went about May. Wow. Oh, lovely. My son. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, she's off at work for Disability Trust now. So. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah. No, well, got to keep her working. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're very pleased to have yeah. her, Kent. So she's, yeah, no, she's uh, good working. Yeah. She's, yeah. Uh, she's cut back a lot to what she used to do. Yeah. And are you retired now? Forced retirement. Yeah, I, yeah. So eyes are gone. Okay. Or going. Um, yep. And you, you can appreciate that, Carol. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I can. But uh, mm. yeah, a bit hard to be concentrating at eight, ten hours on the computer on anymore. The, yeah, so. on the mm. drafting. Yeah. yeah. I've got out of that and got back into growing stuff around the house. Mm. Oh, no. And yeah. so you've designed a lot of things around this area, or? Ah, bit hard to count them all, Carol. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, from Sydney. Okay, well, thank you so much, Ken, for sharing your mm. life story um, with us um, mm. and with the with the audience. Um, it's been fascinating, and I do really appreciate how open you've been about all aspects of your life. Um, yeah, what a journey! I've got to say, it was like, it was <laughs> you know so much in there. You know, yes. I just get this sense of this constant desire to 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 experience and achieve things and you know just just that 
I'd love to, if you've got any pearls of wisdom for us, uh, I mean, I think your story says a lot, uh, but uh, you've never stopped. uh, You can't stop. No. There's only one time you stop. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going there yet. No, exactly. I can can see that. (laughs) I still got a few more things to do. Exactly. Yeah, you're – I guess we all have a zest for life, mm. don't we? But, we do. um it's- At 15 to experience something like you have um, and to just, especially in the 60s when we didn't have the technology that we do today no or the services that we do today no. or mm. the attitudes of people that we do today, you know, was it was a no totally access. different thing. If yeah. you wanted to go somewhere, it was it was like when I went to Tofu Dumi certificate. Luckily, my younger brother came in to help me in because the lift was sometimes working. Mm. Um, so he had to carry me up the stairs you know. mm. uh, and wherever you went you got lifted in and out shops or pubs or wow. wherever it was just all steps there was mm. no such thing as ramps ramps mm. those days it was just not you got yeah. looked at if you walked if you wheeled down the street mm. in a chair because no one went out in wheelchairs mm. things had changed dramatically for the good yeah still Thank got a long you. way to go but, long way to go you know, but I I think we've we got, come a long way. Yeah, yeah. a long way. Yeah. I think that's really important yeah. what you've said. Yeah. Things have changed dramatically for the mm. good. For the mm. good. Yeah. And, and I think the change will continue to be for the good. Mm. Oh, for sure. As long yeah. as someone keeps steering the boat the right way, we'll be yeah. all right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Ken, for all of your no contributions. So, yeah. Thank you. All right.